Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? There's always stuff going on, Daryl. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm actually massively excited to bring our guest on, but that's, that's what's going on. But, but you know what, as, as we're recording this, it's actually the day before Thanksgiving. So I just wanted to give thanks to you and to everybody out there who's listening to Selling from the Heart over the past year. It's, it's been what a ride it's been bringing selling from the heart to the forefront. Yeah. Back at you, Larry, I feel exactly the same way. And, um, and I, I'm also just thankful for the uh, growing community of sales professionals out there that are you know, raising their hand and saying, yes, I am, you know, I buy into this. I buy into authenticity. I've been doing it for years and there's this community of people forming around selling from the heart. And I just want to say a thank you to every one of you that we've gotten to meet over this last year that we've gotten to interact with on email or social media. We absolutely love it. And thank you for spreading the word. It is, um, it is incredibly, um, it's an exciting time right now, Larry, and, and I love it. And this time of year is a fantastic time just to pause and say thank you to, um, our friends, our family, our clients, um, our vendors. This is a great time to say thank you. And, you know, we're, we're huge fans around here of our friends at Send Out Cards. And I can't think of a better way during the holiday season, which is now upon us to, to reach out in a personal way and just, you know, express gratitude and good wishes uh, to someone else. And I challenge you to give it a try. You know, you can do that for free if you want right now at cards.sellingfromtheheart.net. Larry, we have a, this is going to be an incredible conversation today because we have brought to the table a coach and not just a coach. We brought to the table a coach that hasn't just achieved sales quotas. This guy has won a gold medal in the Olympics for our country. So Larry, I know he is going to bring some incredible insight and challenges to us today. So why don't you introduce our good friend, Joe, and let's dive in. Yeah, no, I, I look forward to it, but I have to give a backstory because there's so many times I make a Scott McGregor reference on this podcast because McGregor's just the freaking master networker that I've ever seen in my whole life. And I had met Joe Jacoby actually because Joe was on the standing O, the first version of standing O that came out with me, though we didn't have a chance to connect face to face because he couldn't make it to New York for the, the launch in the first standing O. We just we connected online and we started commenting on each other's posts. And one thing led to another. And I said, finally, you know, I waved my hand and said, it's time for us to at least start instead of online conversation, we got to start having at least with technology zoom level conversations and, and Joe Jacoby's, he's a massively cool dude. I think everyone's just going to love the message that Joe has. Plus he's a 1992 gold medalist for the United States in canoeing. So he's got some great canoeing stories, even though we, we may bring up canoeing, but without further ado, Joe Jacoby, welcome to Selling from the Heart. 
Hey, Larry and Daryl, it's so wonderful to be here. And I just, I'm excited to tell everyone, I'm also a listener of the podcast. I've been listening yeah. for a while now. Yeah, I'm very, this is great. I'm so honored to finally to be talking to both of you at the same time. Thank you for having me today. Oh man, we're so excited that you're here and I'm really, really looking forward to our conversation. And Larry, you know, I'd rather talk about canoeing, but we're going to talk about becoming <laughs> hey, better. Hey, you guys, you know, no geeking out on us now because I know you put on this geek conversation. No, I mean, two of my favorite topics are canoeing and selling. So this is uh, this is so exciting. But as we get started, Joe, you know, you're you're part of our listening community. You know the question that that everyone on the podcast gets and really looking forward to hearing your take on what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? So, yeah, I've been listening to people answer this wonderfully for uh, several months now. Um, with your permission, I'm just going to remove the word selling a little bit and just let's talk about from the heart because I think that that's the deal. I mean, I think we can really put anything in front of this because I think that's what we're after here. And from the heart to me, means coming from a place of vulnerability, mm. coming from a place of authenticity, coming from a place that I might be wrong, but I am, I am working from a place of what I believe in my values and putting other people's, other people's needs in uh, service ahead of my own. So we can put the word writing, coaching, running, canoeing that's the whole thing i think that this is what this this being a part of this conversation has done for me is just to focus on the in the heart part because it is applicable to so many parts of our life not just selling i mean selling is is a very functional and, and necessary part of what we're talking about here but it's interesting when you actually remove the word selling and just saying well what are we doing to like make sure our hearts work in a better way? Oh man, Daryl, this is music to my ears. Cause I'm going to give a special shout out to Christian Grasso on this one because Christian Grasso, he just about, I mean, though you said it in a different manner, he was going, he went the same angle on this. And this is what I really encourage people to think about is you're right, Joe, you know, let's take the word selling out of this. Because we hear the words authenticity and being real and being genuine and all that. And, it, and it's gotten, in, in our opinion, and selling from the heart's gotten watered down. But when you take all this out, you got to look inside of who you are. And, you know, and it's like to give Chris some, you know, kudos. If you've got a broken heart, you're going to deliver a broken message, right? And we got we to make sure that our heart's in that right place. And that's why, you know, I appreciate what you just said. I, I mean, I think I, I, one of my favorite quotes is I go something along the lines of the longest path we'll ever walk is the path between our head and our heart. And I think what I take from that is that when we talk about doing anything from the heart, the heart's a muscle and we don't, we can't operate unless we exercise a muscle we have to actually stress that muscle if we don't it atrophies and we have to be looking for ways to actually use it in very real and sincere ways in our life not just in selling but what does that practice look like and i think remembering that it's there and remembering that one of the forces that's countering that's countering our ability to use our heart more is our head 
They don't always have the best agreement with each other. And I think being mindful of that and then thinking of ways how we take care of ourselves so we're in a better position to do that, um, I think adds tremendous value and quality, um, not just to selling, but just your whole disposition and outlook and perspective on life. Oh, this is so good. And this is why I'm, I'm so thankful that we've got a coach on the call today to begin to answer that question. Like how, you know, if, when it comes to my physical heart, I know what to do, right? I know I'm, I go to the gym, I, you know, get on the treadmill, I do the eat right, do those things. How, when it comes to, to whether we're in sales or whatever professional, um, uh, you know, whatever job we have, whatever role we're playing, whatever our calling is, um, how do we exercise? How do we condition? How do we uh, nurture the heart, right? That part of us that is, I believe, like the core of any human being is our heart. How do we nurture that? And um, I thought it was really interesting when when you were talking about the coaching that you do with executives that you said that you're not so much interested in what they do from eight to five. You're interested in what happens the rest of the time. Unpack that for me for a minute, because I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. So on all of my coaching intake calls, I always ask people about their typical day. And, and I think the assumption is, is we're going to talk about what happens between the time they arrive at work and the time they leave and the efficiencies and issues that they're kind of coming up. And what I'm really diving into is what happens from the time they leave work to the time they come back the next day. And I think once we really start talking about that, I mean, I'm kind of sending a signal to them that I'm interested in talking at a heart level pretty quickly. And that we have to be open and honest about this because I think what's happening right now is that we see so much change and transition and disruption in the business world that we're living in right now that our ability to adapt and change with that has a lot to do with how we're taking care of ourselves at home. So we was talk kind of about some of those things. I do like to just hear what people's routines are. What I'm always looking for is like, where are you, Daryl? Like, where are you self-investing in, in, in yourself. Like if you just kind of run through the day and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, you're helping out your wife and you're putting kids down and, and you're, you know, you know, checking email and doing a little bit of work before bed. And then you get up early the next morning to kind of get the kids up. And, and I get a lot, I hear a lot of what the people are doing to kind of help out their spouse and take care of the family. But I always get back and like, where, where's Daryl taking care of Daryl? Right. Like, where does that happen? Or, and so as we begin to kind of talk about that, and this is we're opening that up. And I think what the, that practice begins to look like very simply for me, I have a couple of key boxes that I'm looking to check each morning. They don't have to take a lot of time, but there's a physical health box, you know, just doing a, a little bit of exercise. There's a mental health box where I'm kind of focusing more on creativity and kind of writing in a creative way for myself um, there's an emotional box where I'm looking to kind of connect with people and be mindful of the, you know, my relationships and what's really important to me. And then there's a, the spiritual box, spiritual health box, which is a lot about gratitude and, um, and, and putting that into practice on, on a day, on a daily level. And there are different ways to do that for different people. 
But I think that those boxes are so key. That's the way that we kind of over time, it doesn't happen just doing this one day a week, but when Mm -hmm. you do just a little bit every day, Mm -hmm. then you start to exercise the right muscles and you start to change disposition and kind of expand your capacity to help others. Yeah. You know, you, you bring up a great point because, uh, Daryl says it in a different way, but I always say capture the morning. And mm-hmm. I'm re- I, I became conscious, conscious of this a long time ago. And I know there's listeners that have families and things like that. And they go, well, how do I really do this? Right. I got to get the kids up. I got to do all this. I get it. But you have, like you said, Joe, you have to find time for yourself. And in raising my family and in the chaotic sales world that I came from, is I learned real early that my brain worked best first thing in the morning. And what first thing in the morning is for me may not be it for somebody else, but I choose to get up at the time I do because it works for me. I spend 45 minutes of just alone time, just thinking and, and just clearing my head. And then I spend an hour and a half in the gym and that gives me the time to think and get my recollections and everything you just said about those tick boxes. I can do those mentally while doing cardio and stretching and clanking weights so that by the time I get, to where I need to be. It's six o'clock in the morning already and I'm ready to work. And I think, you know, if regardless of what the time is, some people go, I just can't do it early in the morning. I'll do it at night. The only, the only thing I would ask people to think about is when you do it at night, if you're not starting your morning off correctly, then what happens at the end of the day? Larry, I think sometimes, you know, people are a little intimidated about the morning because if they can't get up like an hour earlier, they're like, if they, you know, then it's, it's not worth it. And I'm not going to bother at all. I make the case that if all you do is wake up five minutes earlier and with those five minutes, just like you go with me, here's like a very practical example with those five minutes, mm-hmm. no phone, no TV, no outside inputs, you know, into you. But with those five minutes, you drink a glass of water and then you pick up a paper and pencil and you answer three questions. What's my outlook for the day? Just kind of broad over, over kind of overarching themes for the day. Second, what's my relationship focus for the day? That's not just a list of people you're going to talk to, but it's a way of kind of putting some intention into the people that you're going to interact with. So I had Larry and Daryl on my Uh, relationship focus this morning when I woke up. And then third, for what am I grateful? And that you can write that down as three things you're grateful for, or one thing you're grateful for, and five reasons why, just as long as you do it. And it takes five minutes to do. And just doing that for five minutes a day, if you do that for a few weeks, and it's seven days a week, but it's just five minutes, even if you have a a 6.30 flight out of LAX and you have to get up super early. I, my question is like, so what if you have to get up five minutes earlier than that right. to do... You're, you're already to, up anyway. Yeah, to take care of yourself for five minutes, to put yourself first for five minutes. And that can be a very kind of... Um, if Not only do I believe if you do that every day, will your five minutes become 10 minutes and your 10 minutes will become 15 minutes. Even if it just stays five that five minutes a day added up over the week ends up to 35 minutes a week of mm-hmm. self-investment time. And if you're doing none right now, 
that'll add up exponentially. It'll compound over time if you actually put that self-investment time in each day. That's rock solid. I was uh, literally the meeting before we're recording this podcast, we're talking um, with a client about um, they're developing a new sales coverage strategy. And the question was, how are we going to fit that into what we're doing already? You know, and I think that is, uh, you know, like this, this question that, that we all have is we look at, at these capacity building activities, right. And go, how are we going to fit that in? Well, or we look at activity in life. I think the way you fit things in is by growing your capacity, right? If I can grow my capacity, um, by investing in my physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, then I've got more room more energy, more focus to actually be able to, to get things done. And I think, you know, it, you were here at the, the end of a year. And I know, as we were talking about in last week's podcast, that so many um, of, of us, our listeners, we're all looking forward into next year. We're making plans. I know that if you're in the sales profession, you probably want to make more money next year than you did this year. It's just the way it works. How are you going to do that? You know, I think part of it, and maybe the, the most important thing we could focus on is how can I grow my capacity? How can I grow my capacity as a human being physically, emotionally, spiritually, um, and mentally to be able to um, add more value to the world and add more value to the relationships in my life? You know, Daryl, you just said something, though, that kind of sparked, sparked an idea that Yes, you know, with your the client that you mentioned and kind of like, how do we do one thing more? Yeah. And there is sort of a factor of, of taking care of yourself and giving yourself the capacity and energy. Mm-hmm. I, I've noticed something else begins to happen as you begin to move down this path and look at things. You also become better at cutting out the things that don't need to be there, mm-hmm. right? It, it is it's sort of like we imagine art you know, we sort of imagine these goals and things we want to do like a a mural and we keep adding the right things onto the mural, Mm -hmm. but we don't really talk about the other kind of art sculpture where you're kind of chipping away the stuff that doesn't need to be there to reveal what's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that as you get better at, um, kind of expanding capacity, Hey, I've got more energy my point is why stop there? Like, let's start looking at like the relationships that are maybe negative in your life that Mm -hmm. need to be kind of take a second look at, or the time that you're spending doing something that could be uh, put more more aligned with something that is truly important, more essential um, to what matters to you most at this stage. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it can be both things. Like I think we can win a lot by kind of chipping away and getting, rid of what doesn't need to be there too. Well, it, it's interesting because, you, you know, you talk about capacity and, and full disclosure on this one, you know, and Daryl already knows this is I always have this bad habit and I'll throw my hands up on this one saying I can't do something right, Daryl. Mm-hmm. I always, I always had, and, and occasionally I'll just flip it and say, you know, what would it be like if I could do something like this? And, you know, Daryl and I push back on each other quite a bit on certain things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's amazing that the things that I've mentally told myself I can't do when I finally remove that shield and say, you know what, what if I can do it? Right. And it goes back to one of my most favorite sayings, and it's in my book, is sales reps have hypnotized themselves into believing what they're not doing doesn't work. 
Well, I hold true to that because sometimes I'll tell myself, I just can't do it. And then I have to mentally say, why I'm not even doing it yet. So how can I can't do it? Right. right. And that whole opening up to allow more capacity. Yeah, that that's exactly what, um, you know, what we're trying to do. And I mean, it just, again, where is that, you know, where's the starting point for people, you know, and it's just going to be that, you know, and, and, and listen, I learned so much from the different guests that, that, that come on this show and there always seems to be something about how we are relating to another person, a client. And of course, this is, this conversation is a little bit different because we're sort of at this time of year, you know, we're looking at ourselves. We are thinking more about the end of the year and our goals for the next year. And, you know, to me, it just sort of starts how, how are you going to take care of you better and do it in a way that, you know, we don't, we're not looking for like a giant first step. We're actually just looking for something really, really small that can be repeated um, or even said another way, uh, something that's kind of really coming up in a lot of my conversations with clients is um, how do we just lessen the resistance a little bit? You know, it, for example, you know, for exercising, let's just just talk about exercising for people who struggle to just go out and exercise for a few minutes, going for a walk around the block. I, I actually am a runner now and I run a lot of marathons and, and I enjoy it, but if I don't put my running clothes out on the chair next to the bed before I go to sleep the night before, the likelihood that I exercise just goes down so much. And it's incredible to me. Mm-hmm. I, I look at myself and think, are you serious? Like you need, it needs to be that. And I'm telling myself, yes, I need to do that little, just that little step to lessen the resistance. So when I wake up, and I go into the bathroom and before I go upstairs to do my journaling and um, to do my morning practice that I'm going to go running afterwards, I have to pass by my running clothes. And I, after that, I know I'm coming back down to put them on and go running. And that's, that's, that's how it works. How do I lessen resistance um, to the things that aren't working? And we can do that in eating better food. We can do that in exercise. We can do that in sleeping better. Um, you know, improving the quality of our sleep. You know, Larry, you mentioned that you're waking up quite early. As you know, waking up early doesn't work very well unless you get good at putting yourself down the night before. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that your putting yourself down routine looks a lot better today than it probably did at an earlier part in your life if you're kind of doing really well on the waking up side. That's well, yeah, what I... It, it, it's interesting because... <laughs> My wife knows this. We we have some great conversations until eight o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock at night, and then yeah. eight o'clock. It's like all of a sudden, boom! I start hitting the the brick wall mentally. But yeah. I know when to put myself down at night in order to get up early in the morning. It's just that uh, you know, it's the resistance, it's the mental resistance that I have that I think is just so critical for salespeople is you got to mentally just tell yourself, I need to do these certain things. And that's, what's worked for me. It may not work for everybody else, Hmm. but I said, you know what, in order for me to get up at the time of the morning that I get up, that I have to sacrifice some certain things that I'm willing to give up the night before in order to do it. 
I, I think that there's something very interesting, uh, you know, about the from the heart part that we can circle back to here right now, because I do think at the end of the day, when we tend to be a, a little more tired, I mean, that's natural, right? We're going to be more tired at the end of the day. Um, I think that our thought loops, elements of just being run down or kind of, you know, a lot of just harder to deal with things that tends to be the point where we lose the heart a little bit, where that can be sort of a mindful practice just to kind of bring the heart back into play and start to make better choices and kind of overpower the head a little bit. Mm -hmm. And um, think about, you know, do I really want to reach back for the phone again and get into another kind of conversation with the, you know, at work that really has the ability to wait until uh, the next day. Um, you know, who, you know, it's like who set these rules and especially how are we kind of navigating them late at night when we're tired? Mm. This really becomes sort of the whole point of the conversation here is like, how can we figure out how to get our heart back into the game when we're a little bit more tired and run down so that we make slightly better choices in the evening time, which mm -hmm. dramatically affect what we do in the morning when we wake up. And then we start making progress little by little. Boy, that is so good. Wow. <laughs> I'm just sitting here taking notes and um, this is, I I'm looking at the the clock going, how is, how is this podcast uh, coming to an end so quickly? I'm mesmerized <laughs> by all of the ideas that are floating around in my head. Uh, and hopefully we'll make their way on that long trek to my heart. <laughs> but uh, what, what an encouraging uh, and what, a, what a timely discussion. I'm, I'm challenged to the core on this. Um, you know, Joe, I'm, I, first of all, I just want to say a sincere thank you um, for coaching us today. I feel, I feel coached, uh, which means I feel a little uncomfortable, <laughs> which is good in terms of, and I feel encouraged and challenged in all of that. And I think, uh, I know that people are listening in are, are grateful for that. Um, what, I mean, you've, we've got an audience here, a global audience of sales professionals that really do truly want to be better. If there was one more nugget of advice that you could give to the selling from the heart community, what would it be? Well, I think it does sort of fit in uh, with the theme that Larry said at the very beginning of this con this uh, conversation. And we talked that we're recording this on the day before Thanksgiving, and, and mm -hmm. it's gratitude. I, mean, I did mention that one of those questions that we can write down every morning is, uh, or, or at some point in on, pa on paper and pencil, mm -hmm. uh, with paper and pen, uh, is for what am I grateful? And I think that if you if that's just the only thing that you do is answer that question sincerely uh, to yourself in writing every day, and it takes only about a minute to do, and you're thoughtful about that, and you start to think about, at the beginning, you'll be grateful for all the good things, and then you'll actually start to think about the hard things that you're grateful for, or the hard experiences that you've had. And as this becomes the new muscle that you train, like if you really maybe just say one thing, it's figuring out how to practice that. And um, I know when I was at the lowest part of my lows, when I was the you know a, a chief executive officer of an Olympic sport organization. Uh, learning the practice of gratitude was, was the beginning of all of this. That was the beginning for me. And 
all these years later, I mean, I'm made a quality of life move to a different country. And, uh, I, I left the Olympic movement in, in order to have conversations like this, Daryl and Larry, mm-hmm. and, and just expand. This is helping other athletes win Olympic gold medals from the United States is a very nice thing, but helping more people just slow down, simplify, do a little bit less for a few seconds to create a moment of mindfulness, which we can do through gratitude that repeated over and over can change everything. Well, that, that was great. Hey, Daryl, right before we split, I, I, I want to layer off this gratitude just, just for a quick second. Cause I want to, I want to challenge some of the, our sales listeners that are out there is to what Joe just said is I, I would like for you to think about taking it one step farther when you start thinking about gratitude. Now there's gratitude on a personal level, your personal relationships and your family and your friends and things like that. Mm-hmm. But this time of year, as you're listening to this podcast, I would say take a pen and a piece of paper out, write down some of your best customers mm-hmm. that you've had this year, right? Whether they're new, whether they're established. And why don't you pick up the phone or go face to face and say, you know what? I really appreciate you being a customer of mine this past year. This is what it's meant to me. Love it. And if Beautiful. you guys can do that and you get in that habit of doing that and what Joe said, gratitude, watch what starts to happen if you truly believe that relationships do matter. Mm, that's good. That's good. Well, Joe, thank you. Thank you so much for coaching us today. I feel so, so motivated, encouraged, and challenged. And uh, I've got a ton of action items off this. I really, really appreciate you investing in myself and and our audience today. So thank you. Well, thank you, Daryl. And, and I just guess I've learned so much from you guys and from the guests that you've had on. And, and so that makes, that makes me feel great. And thank you for saying that. And I, I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to a lot more of these conversations. You guys are doing so well with it. Please keep up the good work. Well, well, thank you. And thank you to everyone else out there. Um, you know, in this season, Uh, As we said at the beginning, we're profoundly grateful for all of our audience. We're grateful for the way uh, for you just being you and for the way you're spreading the word about selling from the heart. Thank you. It it means the world to us. So till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, start investing in yourself to build your capacity. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.